Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today we are talking about the small number of events from January 12th of 2021. And let's see, um, I am going to go ahead and do weekly or daily episodes I think um, this week is going to be much more play it by ear. So today was really light. I have three countries and like five or six events to talk about. Um, But I figure I can spend a good amount of time on each of those events and we can kind of talk about it. Um, Some I don't have a lot to say, but we can talk about them and just go from there. Um, You know, who knows what tomorrow will bring. Um... Or the next day, I will say, um, the Spanish royal family's week has gotten really, really light with um, Snowstorm Philomena. Queen Letizia's events have been canceled for the week. Um, Both of her meetings that she was going to attend have been postponed. So I don't know, you know, what tomorrow looks like or the next day. Um, But day by day, I'll make a decision. Um, And if I'm not going to post, I'll do like a quick minute um, update just to be like, hey, not posting today, um, due to lack of events, we'll talk tomorrow and cover two days. Um, so that's what I'll do, but like I said, today I will go ahead and do, um, a post, or an update on the few events that there were, um, that way for some of it we can talk a good bit about them, and go from there, um, And so we'll just get started right now with the Belgian royal family. We are going to get started with Belgium. Um, Today, King Philippe is continuing his audiences with members of the government. So today he held audiences with two ministers. Um, And again, I don't know what the discussions are here, what's happening necessarily. I haven't been able to figure it out. Um, And I've searched pretty thoroughly to figure out why he's meeting with them. Um, It could be a combination of things. One, it's a new year, so we're setting new priorities. Um, Two, the government was installed on October 1st, and so these may just be continuing conversations as, like, welcome to the government type of thing. Um, Or there's something going on politically behind the scenes that I can't figure out. I don't think it's that. Um, I think it's one of the first two where we're just, it's the new year and we're talking about new priorities and or... um, the government is still fairly newly formed and so we're just um, doing like essentially what a council of state meeting is um, and just fulfilling the duty of keeping the king up to date on all the happenings in different um, ministries of government. So he today met with the, this is a long titled, I think it's just like the catch-all minister, that's what I'm going to call him. Um, But he's the minister of the middle class, SME, which I didn't know, I don't know what that is, um, self-employed, agriculture, social integration, and urban policy. 
So I'm just calling him the catch-all minister because those are such odd combinations of things um, that all strangely have to do with each other, but for the most part, don't. Um, like, they don't seem like they do until you think about the brass tacks and the ins and outs of it. Um, and then he also met with the Minister of Development Cooperation. Um, and then today, uh, Queen Matilde is back to work, and so she held a roundtable discussion this morning with the three winners of the federal... I want to tell you what the translation was because I found I find it hilarious. Um, it was called the Federal Wrestling Prize, which is not what it's called. But I thought the translation from, I think that was from Dutch. I just found it hilarious. Um, but it's the Federal Prize Against Poverty, um, where the four of them discussed the 2021 theme of the award, um, Innovative Solutions for Children in Poverty. Um so, like I said, this is Matilde's first engagement, uh, at least publicly, back to work. Um, and, yeah, there again, like, not a whole lot to talk about, but something nonetheless. Um, just good to see her back to work. i um, always excited to see a Matilde face mask because they, nine times out of ten, match her outfit, um, which I think is the case today as well um oh it's not oh that's so disappointing she just has on a, a beige face mask her pants have beige in them but like could have been so much better um anyway now I'm disappointed <laughs> um but yeah just you know yay uh, things are coming back to being normal-ish, at least after, uh, the winter holiday. So with that, um, we are going to skip the UK, although I am going to quickly check to make sure we're skipping. So give me like two seconds here. Um, while I quickly check the court circular. Yeah, we're going to skip them. We can talk about the court circular tomorrow, um, but there aren't a lot of things on there. So with that, we are going to go ahead and move on to the Netherlands because there was nothing public facing, at least in the UK, and nothing in Denmark, and the calendar is still blank for the rest of the month. So with that, we are going to move on to the Netherlands now. In the Netherlands today um, I was shocked this didn't go out on social media like at all um, but of course I do try and check the calendars each day when I'm fulfill when I'm preparing my outline of things to talk about um, so I did see this event from there but it wasn't publicly shared to my knowledge um, but so today, King Willem Alexander continued his work over uh, digital working visits um, by visiting three social programs on the islands of the Netherlands. So the Netherlands is a country in Europe, but it also has um, territories in the Caribbean. 
Um, so it has, I think, three over there. It has Aruba, St. Martin, and Carousel are all um, territories of the Netherlands that recognize Willem Alexander as their king. Um, and so one thing that, like, is pretty interesting in or like a positive of COVID. I know there aren't a lot. I mean, there are, but like, not really. It's a global pandemic. It's super stressful. Like I know all of that, but this has caused, so to my knowledge, Willem Alexander and Maxima have only been to the Caribbean part of the country, like maybe once in the eight years since they've been monarchs, um, maybe twice, but I can only remember once. Um, and that was in 2014 the year after Willem Alexander became king. Um, but he's had so much more contact with them this sh the, through the past, you know, 10 months or wherever we're at in COVID um, than I previously noticed. Um, and so I think that's like a really cool positive, at least, you know, very, I mean, that's very specific to the Netherlands because not that many other countries have territories. Um, in the same way and so like it's it's pretty cool that he's been able to have these conversations and be a part of um the caribbean island netherlands culture during covid in a way that really he couldn't be when he was working every day in the european part um so i think that's really awesome and then again like more contact with nonprofits instead of, you know, just government and there for show kind of things. Um, he's been really able to, you know, meet with healthcare workers and uh, NGO employees and everything in a way that doesn't really get to happen when you're on like a week long tour or something in the same way. Um, you know, it seems like once a week he's doing something with the Caribbean part of the country, which is awesome. Like I'm all for. Um, so I think that's like a really positive thing and something that I am really, um, I wish I would have like recognized earlier on. Honestly, this thought like literally came to me for the first time today is like, oh, he's having way more contact than he used to with the Caribbean part of the Netherlands. Um, so I think that is really awesome. Um, so with that, we are now gonna go ahead and move on to Sweden. Um, because there was nothing today in Norway and nothing in Spain, like I said, for the Spanish royals, uh, the snowstorm Philomena, um, had them postpone at least their engagements for Monday and Tuesday and Queen Letizia's for the rest of the week. Um, King Felipe is still scheduled to have some appearances Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So we'll see, um, what the rest of the week brings. It looks like there's still a lot of snow on the ground in Madrid, um, but Felipe has a helicopter, so meh, he might be okay. <laughs> um, but with that, so we are now going to go ahead and check in with Sweden, where we have several engagements to talk about over the past couple of days. So let's go to Sweden now.
and we are finishing off in Sweden. So Sweden finally gets the time that I never seem to give it at the end of every episode. I think it's because it's at the end and like I'm just kind of done because by then I've usually been talking for like 25 minutes and I'm kind of annoyed of my own voice and the dog wrangling is getting stressful by this point. But now we're like 15 minutes in so I get to talk about them for a little bit longer. Um, and it's good because there's three different events that I get to talk about, so I'm really excited. Um, I do think, like, one month this year, I don't know when, um, I want to go backwards and work my way through the alphabet, but backwards, um, that way the Swedish royal family is getting more time because I always have more energy at the beginning of recording. Um, I think that's just like human nature. Of course I do. Um, and then towards the end, I just completely lose all of my energy. And so I think one of these months I want to go in reverse order, um, or maybe even once a week or something. I don't know. I'm going to play around with that idea, um, the rest of this month. And maybe that's something I'll start in February. Um, is just switching it up a little bit. Um, I don't know, that sounds kind of fun. Anyway, okay, so <laughs> um, I know I alluded to this yesterday in yesterday's episode that there was an event um, yesterday, Monday and Tuesday, that I wanted to focus on kind of all together. What I didn't realize is the Swedish Royal House didn't share any information from the event today. They only shared stuff yesterday, so I really should have just talked about it then, but I didn't because I thought they would share more today. Um, live and learn kind of thing, although the Swedish Royal House is never consistent on how they do these things, and it drives me kind of crazy. Um, so, yesterday and today, um, the Swedish... Def uh, government, I think, sponsors a conference on the national defense. This is held every year. Um, I remember it was one of the first events for the Swedish royal family I talked about last year. Um, and King Carl Gustav and Crown Princess Victoria, con uh, I think, annually attend. So they, of course, attended this year. However, this year it was streamed over um, Swedish television, which is um, like one of the lesser watched channels over there. Um, just their Swedish television has like three channels or something. And so it was on SVT two. Um, kind of like in the US we have ESPN one, two, three, and four. And like four has nothing on it ever, nothing good. Um, although the sports that like I would enjoy, like volleyball and cycling, etc. cetera. Um, and ESP, ESPN one is all American football all the time. But um, this digital, or yeah, it was a digital national defense conference, so it was streamed over the television, so really everyone could partake this year, which isn't normal. Um, and King Carl Gustav opened, and then Crown Princess Victoria, and this time, in this year, Prince Daniel also participated in some of the different, like, breakout conversations. Um, and it's really just a way to talk about, like, the national defense of the country and how um, Sweden is prepared to defend itself in what ways it needs. Um, 
And this is another thing, like, I have a lot of things that I want to dive into more this year. Um, and not all of them necessarily pertain to the royals, other than, like, the royals are the head of the country. But um, really, like, the relationship between the royals and the in the defense world and like what all of that looks like um so sweden is actually one country where i believe king carl gustav is not the head of the um he's not the commander-in-chief of the armed services like um queen elizabeth is king felipe is um the head of their armed services they're the commander-in-chief for their country's armed forces um but i I don't think Sweden is, so it's kind of interesting, but like, of course, he's still the head of state and so wants to be informed on developments in the national defense world. Um, so I think that's like an interesting balance and something I want to dive into more over the next year is um, not only the relationship between uh, crown and military, but also like what the constitutional duties of each monarch are, like spelled out, here's what the constitution of each country says is the role of the monarch. Um, the only country that I can think of that this will be hard for is the UK, as they do not have a written constitution um, that spells out the roles of the monarch. But I'm sure there's enough government documentation. Um, so that's something that I'm brainstorming as an idea for like a really slow time, um, even maybe this week if I can get the research done. Um, or next week, depending on my research time frame, we'll see what happens. But like, that's something I want to dive into a lot. Um, but this national defense conference that happened in Sweden is something that I want to look into a lot. I'm really sorry if you just heard my dog decide that she wanted to start, um, hyperventilating. Um, I was literally mid word. I'm so sorry. I can't edit it out. I tried. It didn't work. Um, I'm just hoping it was quieter than it sounded in real life. I really, truly apologize. Anyway, um, so that was the first thing that happened. And then next we had King Carl Gustav participating in the Together Against Cancer Gala, which was this year televised and held digitally. So he gave a speech um, talking about the changes that have become in cancer research over the past 47 years, I think, 48 years maybe, 48 years since he became patron of the um, Cancer Foundation and how much change he's seen and also, of course, like the change to a digital gala because, um, again, that's, you know, we haven't reached a full year of COVID, um, so some things are still being held differently than they were last year. Um, not a lot anymore at this point. You know, we're two months away from where we were when COVID really started um, in terms of national lockdowns and such. So we're getting there, um, but of course everything is still just a little bit different right now. Um, and then finally, to end this episode, um, King Carl Gustav and Queen Sylvia sent a message to the president of Indonesia um, conveying their sympathy on the loss of passengers 
aboard an airline flight that um, went missing a few days ago. So I don't have a whole lot of information on it um, because I just like I briefly saw it on Twitter, but the world was literally kind of falling apart um, for a couple of days. So I think it just kind of got lost in the mix for me. But there was a Indonesian airline uh, flight that just kind of went off radar. And so they mobilized a search team. Um, I am Googling the details right now. Um... So it looks like it fell into the ocean. Um, and this is unfortunately like a problem for Indonesia. So a lot of the news articles that I just found were all about the upcoming changes to Indonesian airlines. Um, so, you know, it, it's a horribly sad thing. Um, that you hate it's just it sucks um and this is this is the part that i kind of hate about covering the royals is most royal families will send a response to national tragedies or international tragedies like this pretty often and i know last year like some of them really sent me through a loop because they weren't even making U.S. news because they were held around the election. They were happening around the election. And it just, it's the hardest part of this role of this podcast is talking about international tragedies. Um, because they're, they're sad. And, you know, a, a plane crash at the beginning of the year is, is horrible. Or the landslide in Norway at the very, very beginning of the year. Um, you know, and last year was, of course, difficult covering all of the national tragedies or international tragedies of COVID. But like that one felt more shared. Um, but covering some of the international stuff that like doesn't make U.S. news because the states are like on fire literally all the time um, is is hard and I do want to make a point more this year to talk about these tragedies in a way that like if you do live in the states which is most of you um, you're still getting some information that has nothing to do with US politics or you know Donald Trump or Joe Biden whatsoever because um, like I know I need that in my life but it's not what I consume, um, other than I consume news about seven royal families and U.S. politics, because I love both of those things. Um, but it, it's important to know, like, there are other things happening in the world besides what we see um, watching our local news or what we see watching, you know, national news every day or... Um, there are other things that just aren't being covered, like planes disappearing in Indonesia. Um, and so I just want to make a point too this year to talk about that more, um, preferably without getting distraught um, or at least not getting 
angry <laughs> that I'm not hearing of them. Um, so I, I want to say that, but I want to preface that with I'm not a journalist. I'm not trained in journalism. I'm not a reporter um, in credential or anything like that. I Yes, I share information on the Royals every day, but like... international news like a plane crash or landslides or something like that I'm not credible on I get my information from what I believe are credible sources um you know typically I read like the New York Times or um international newspapers um you know for Spanish news I read El País um and I like I read national news or sometimes it's CNN um, but I try to read reputable things and report, like, relay that information, not report it, relay it to you. Um, so I just want to say that, like, I'm not by any means news, but I want to share things. Um, and if you want to research them, you can, but at least you'll hear a little bit about them because I think it's important to be aware of other things happening besides the only things that we look into, um, you know, I personally have experienced like an over exertion of political news um, and it's Tuesday. I'm exhausted already and it's Tuesday and I took a social media break yesterday. So it's overwhelming, I know, but like there are other things happening besides the news cycle we live in every day. Um, so with that, I'm going to end this episode. I will talk to you tomorrow if there are enough events. If not, I'll still talk to you just to give you a heads up that there won't be a full podcast. Um, and I will talk to you all then. But until then, have a great rest of your day and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.